All right. The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Amen. Tibai sa yo fanu no yo fanu lil em kupel la ma kupel net. And he actually has something to say about that. Yeah, he, he was, was like, tight. He was like, why um, y'all don't? Yo, yeah, madam, no pour contract next time. I'm di yo payers. Well, di I don't want bike bike up level sponsorship. Man, I'm already paying y'all to be here. Exactly. Paying for sponsorship. That's it. That's it. That's true. <laughs> Probably wasn't the contract. We didn't read it though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome quid, to. Oh, quid, I'm going. Quid pro quo. That's it. What does that mean? Quid yeah. Quid pro quo. It's like basically this for that. But like, if you guys have been paying attention a little bit to um. All right. Pussy does. I haven't. Um, conversation with like the president of Ukraine. They're saying it's quid pro quo. Like it was a conversation that was like, oh, so if you do this for us. We'll give you that. Oh yeah, they be saying that on um that show with um Annalise Keating. Oh yeah, how to, how get, to get away with murder. murder. <laughs> that show be making me feel like a lawyer, no cap. I start I had to stop watching that show because it made me feel like I was. I made me feel anxious. Like I I have a big secret that I have to keep. <laughs> like so you haven't seen? You I haven't stopped watching up. it. <sighs> Girl, did somebody kill Annalise? I can't ruin anything. I, I don't, don't know who care. listens. I don't know who listens. We're oh. recording. Okay. Uh, well, this is this has got to be cut. <laughs> oh, <mean> okay. like <laughs> she has a funeral. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Whatever. The the fact that they made her gay like really like killed me. I was like, well, they yeah. said it was a secret that she held for a long time. I don't care. LGBTQIA plus always has to be in the in the in the included included, and I'm just like. Even if it doesn't make sense to the plot, they have to put it in there. It's like a prereq. I feel like they also don't want the flashback of uh, we don't feel um, like. Inclusivity. Yeah, what is that? That looks good. Oh, it's a Thai iced tea. It's so good. What? Sorry. All right, we're chatting a lot. Welcome to Le Collegues La Kai. If this is your first time, welcome. Please do not stream season one. Yeah, we no, started don't. season two. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> this is Nike Leniscada. T is silent because I lived in France for a couple of years, especially when I was born. So I guess oh you could my say gosh, Nike's introduction gets longer every season. France, <laughs> amen. <laughs> It's your girl Tina Robertino, whatever you want to call me, and welcome back to season three. Let's get it. And today we have a special guest. I feel special, like DJ Envy just now, right? <laughs> Put in this DJ. <laughs> like, that's why I gotta guest. get unique with the intro, so this is gonna sound a little breakfast. Every season you got a new intro. Yeah. I mean, that's how you keep it fresh. Yeah. Right, so we have man. a sweet. <laughs> Sweet guest today. I call her sweet because your voice is so soothing oh my gosh, and sweet, which makes you. total sense for the conversation we're going to have today. So please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I am Hermeline, your local podcast of This Too Much, and your local hype woman and future therapist slash yes. current therapist, but depends on who you talk to. Yes. <laughs> We need Haitian therapists. Um, yeah. So we're going to get right into it. Today's topic is about um, the mentality and the mental health state of Haitian millennials. Ooh. I feel like that's Hucha. a very particular conversation because even when I was thinking about it, when I was random, when I said, you know, let's talk about this because, you know, yeah. you're a therapist. Are you a licensed therapist? You, you just call so, yourself that. 
I'm not a licensed therapist yet. Okay. I like to give that disclaimer just because depending on who you talk to, a lot of people will be like, oh, so if you're not licensed yet, why do you call yourself a therapist? But it's like, if I see people, I just have a supervisor sign everything, but I give diagnoses. I Oh, you do? I do therapy um, within a clinical setting. So a lot of the work I still do is clinical work. I'm just not licensed yet, but I'm considered a master's level clinician because I have mm. a graduate degree in clinical work. Period. Yeah. Where'd so, you get your master's from? So I got my master's from William James College. Um, mm-hmm. Where is like, that? It's in Newton. And like the OG heads know it as Massachusetts School of Professional Psychology. But you know, name changes happen. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so my master's is specifically in clinical mental health counseling. And then um, I had two concentrations because I just decided I wanted to do that. So that's in health and behavioral medicine as well as global mental health. Wow, so you really yeah. are a therapist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you really are. You're not yeah. time, not time. Yeah. yeah, I just get, I'll just literally get more money once I'm licensed. So how do you become, like, what's the next step? So you got your master's, what's next? Mm-hmm. So currently taking the licensing exam. Mm-hmm. So even after you take the exam, there's a certain amount of supervision hours that you need to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, so once my supervision hours are done... I would then officially get my license from the state of Massachusetts after I submit the application. And then, yeah. And tell us, psych is not for the weak. I feel like there's a lot of, like, hard work that goes into that. I I always used to hear that psych was the easiest thing to do. And I'm just saying that because there was that misconception. Like, people Mm -hmm. go to school for this and it got hard and they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm psych now. I'm like, right. You can't even write a paper, <laughs> you know. And I've and I know some people that are, are that are are, are um, doing psych and you know the research papers, all that stuff is real. Like the amount yeah, of reading, um, you know, you just live in that coffee shop until you have your practice. Pretty much, pretty much. There is a lot of reading. There's a lot of research that goes into it. But I think there is also a piece of it where it's like a lot of it's real life. Like I think about some of the things I've seen or like worked on with clients that I'm like okay school really set the foundation for this but it'll never compare to what people actually experience and it's like you could write the best paper in the world but if when you're sitting face to face with someone can can you actually support them can you actually accept everything that they're saying and try Mm -hmm. to be neutral and not impose your own values in that so where do you work though do you work in the field currently yeah so currently um i'm a clinical residential manager Mm. um so right now i'm working with clients that came out of the state hospital Mm. and they're kind of like coming back into the community after being um hospitalized for so long Mm -hmm. so they went from for like mental yeah so they used to be like on a locked unit inpatient Mm -hmm. so now they kind of live they live in this group home that um allows them to have more um independence versus being in a locked unit Mm. but also recognizing that these individuals can not live on their own so it's kind of it's kind of like the middle ground of living on your own but not being inpatient in a locked unit okay yeah and i can imagine that's 
some serious stuff you've probably seen it's, and experienced some serious stuff. My sister works in a group home, but for teens. Mm-hmm. And it's some serious stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. That must be fun. No. it's Oh, you're being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, okay. I, I think that's just, like, my bias just because I love working with, like, adolescents and teens. Oh, okay. So, but a lot of people don't because it's just, like, emotions, hormones. And they'll fight you. They'll yeah, try to fight you. Yeah. A mess. So. My mom works at McLean and she loves it. She works with the, in the adolescent unit. Yeah, she loves it. Great, to be honest. Well, she swears she gets more love from those kids than her own. But hey, you know, everyone. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, she got to get it from somewhere. I mean, okay. doesn't that take the load not, off? Not even mad. Good job. <laughs> right, not even mad. But Hannah made her mad. blanket and called her mom. Oh, oh good, good job, time. Hannah. Taking the edge off. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> take her hand. No, <laughs> She's great. But I have a question though. Sure. So because mental health has become such a a hot topic which is good but then also part of it is like there's i feel like there's a lot of conversation around mental health some of it's good some of it is about some of it's a little bit making fun of it some of it is using it as a weapon some of it is using it at like victimizing type thing so like what is your take on i won't say the mental health craze because it's not a craze but like the whole conversation about that as from a perspective of somebody who's professional Mm -hmm. professionally does this and understands it in that way Mm. that's a really good question i honestly am happy Mm -hmm. that conversation is happening more because well backtracking like thinking about all convos or like all like hot topics you're going to get good, you're going to get bad. Mm-hmm. But at least a conversation is being generated, right? Right. So, like, thinking about mental health um, and just all the craze about it, I think it's good because conversations are happening. And I think even in the least likely of people, um, they're also having that conversation, too, because it's like you kind of can't escape it because it is your daily life like your mental health your mental wellness is a part of your being you know and I think what I really appreciated about people more recognizing that and talking about it is because people are realizing now that all right you can be physically healthy but if your mind is all right what are you achieving what are you doing can you really do much I just thought about my mama Real quick, I just had to think about that lady, you know. Mm. Yeah, I've been thinking about that heavy, like, lately. Your mom or just Yeah, my mom, like, my dad, too, and just, um, like, the older generation with this whole, like, mental health talk. I feel like... They they need it, bro. Like mm-hmm. as an as Aggie as you know they are to us, and as much as like they've you know done some things to us, bro. I can only imagine what they bought, like what they're bottling in. You know, when I hear oh, yeah. about the discipline my parents went through, I'm like, oh, so you took it light on us, and that was od, like right. And it's just like they've seen a lot, and you know, if you have like the parents that grew up in like the black magic and all that stuff, they've they've seen a lot, they've you know. Lot. And if yeah. you have the ones that just grew up in a crime filled area, you know, the ones that didn't, that had a stepmother you know my mom grew up with a stepmother and my mom's upbringing was like different i'm like you need some therapy too like yeah. I, I think about my parents all the time and i'm like i feel like the reason you act out the way you do is because you you need to talk yeah. to somebody sometimes my mom randomly starts speaking and starts saying stories and i'm like um that's not 
normal. Right. That's not okay. You ever caught your mom like talking out loud to herself, and, you, and like sometimes it makes me a little nervous. I'm my like, mom be depaling. She be depaling. <laughs> I'm like, about? yo, you need to read a book. Like that mind. Like you let they like work, and they're letting their mind just like go to get mushy. Like right. you know. But we are definitely children of trauma. Like we come That's a fact. from traumatic mm. backgrounds that even sometimes we're not even aware of it. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Like I still feel like I don't know the half of it. Right. And what and I, I already know is already too much. I don't even want to know any more than I, I don't know. know. I'm just like, you need to talk to someone. I'm going to be mad at people. Me. I'm going to be mad at people. I'm going to be mad at them. I'm going to be mad at, I'm just going to be mad. I don't right. need to be mad over things that already happened and that but you know I can't the control. Crazy thing is? What? Like, you you see how, like, from your point of view, you see that as trauma. You see that as, like, your parents having experienced something that hurt them and that continues to affect them to this day. But for them, that was normal. Right. right. So it's like... And I, I think that's why they think we're so weak, you know? I think that's why when they see us relax, they're like, you're not doing anything right now. When I was 12, I was walking with stones. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't be mad I'm relaxing. Right. I'm so they sorry. They hate to see it. it. They do. but And I think that just comes from what they've experienced and what life has taught them in that point of view. So it's like you think about them coming from that and here's us. First gens, we yeah. compared to them, we we've got it cushy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a lot of the things that we're experiencing, they're like uh-huh, light work, right? You know, but that just goes to show like their experience has been one that has been so full of hardship. Where anything after that, it's like it's light work. What happens to people who ignore like? People who bottle things up and ignore a lot of their trauma or experiences or emotional things. What is really going on with them? Like from the perspective of like how the mind works and like how emotions work and stuff like that. Like what is happening and what could happen to them? Because I watched that The Joker. I watched that that film. (laughs) And that was kind of like even though that film that got him my busy. (laughs) 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 That film was like (laughs) My my seat just fell. Oh, you got the bad chair. I got the bad chair. Um, I'm low. Go back up though. It's cool. I'll stay down here and I'll get up when you're speaking. Okay. But if you guys have watched the film Arthur, have you guys? I mean, The Joker. Have you guys watched it? I didn't. I didn't see it. It's very sick. I had to get up mid movie and leave. I I didn't even finish finish it. It was not crazy. I had I had enough. It was sick to me. I heard it was. It was a bit. It was a bit much. Like I had to go into prayer afterwards (laughs) with the folks that I watched it with. It was a bit much. But really, something that I got from it was if you don't really address the trauma, and especially if you don't know your background and like Mm -hmm. you know where certain things come from, it'll really mess you up. And I feel like Haitian people, like, we're very strong. We know this, first black nation. Like, we can do that all day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a lot of trauma. Even our ancestors, like, as proud and as strong and as, you know, hard that, like, as hard as they went, they were, you know, they went through a lot of things that I think that Mm -hmm. even today is still bottled up. Like, even in us, is still bottled up. So what's going on? Like, are we, like... Are Haitians nuts and we don't, are we the the nuttiest nation and we don't know this? What's up? Mm. Well, depending on who you ask, they might say yes, but haters sometimes. 
I think we're the nuttiest. I think we're nutty. I think, I mean, everyone's a little nutty, though. I think we're too strong for our own good sometimes. Yeah, I think so, But too. I think that pride is so deeply rooted. And that's a, that's a whole Like, especially with our men. I don't know who's worse, if it's the men or the women. Mm. I don't know who's worse. Because, like, depending on the situation, Haitian women can really be so proud. Because I think in one episode we talked about, like, what our parents will go through to make sure, our moms especially, to make sure the house looks a certain way when people the are coming over. The superwoman complex. Right, yeah. or the way you're dressed. Like, mom be like, like take this outfit off like i don't like it da, 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 da. and, and in other cases like our fathers will never ask for help or will never apologize or will never like mm-hmm. i've never seen my dad cry or be any type of emotional mm-hmm. and i'm just like i'm you cry because even jesus wept so right but what's yeah. up you know i watched his dad die and he was just he just handled it you know and it's just like but then you know when he gets tight you know it's a force like I'm like oh shoot yeah so even like, you were just saying that that kind of shows how certain like traumas manifest Mm -hmm. like if you're if you're not able to identify it because that's the first piece if you don't consider yourself to have experienced something traumatic how are you gonna work on it if you can't even name it or identify it yeah but like thinking about that like if you're not able to regulate your emotions things that shouldn't cause you to blow up will yeah you know so that's definitely one of the piece pieces of it um another one is so like okay this might be a little graphic Um, that's fine but like sometimes people that experience um sexual trauma Mm -hmm. end up being someone that commits a sexual crime Mm, yeah 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 so that yeah. that happens too. Like someone who ends up being a victim mm-hmm. ends up being a predator. Yeah. If it's not something that's worked through, um, you become numb to it. You essentially become like trauma becomes something that where you're just like, oh, okay, a school just blew up. Hmm. Let me go get this coffee. Right. You know, you literally become numb to it. Damn. Or it manifests physically, and that's another piece of it. If you're not dealing with something. You do feel it in your body, mm-hmm. you know, like people that have had some time experience like chronic backaches, migraines, chronic, yep, chronic migraines, like stress takes a toll on your body mm-hmm. physically. When dolphins get stressed, they just die. Yeah, I, I learned this. I, I went to an aquarium in Atlanta. Oh. They, that was a fact they were telling us. With the dolphins, are like, when they get super stressed, they just die. Yeah, and I mean that's what we end up doing to ourselves too, long term. It may not be quick but you think about the long-term effects of diabetes hypertension Mm -hmm. high cholesterol wait that is hypertension i believe no it's different is it hypertension is high blood pressure oh thank you this is why i didn't go to med school or become a nurse right but yeah so you think about how those things are long-term killers Mm -hmm. well yeah so we're dying is basically what you're saying i mean Haitians are dying. This is what Armeline <laughs> from Just Too Much said. We're dying because we bottle everything up. But on the other aspect of it, like, okay, you think about our parents, right? Think about how much strength you have to have to decide, all right, I'm leaving all these people I know. That's what I on just this island. That's what I can't wrap my mind around mm-hmm. because I'm putting myself in that situation. I would never have stepped foot in Etazuni. Is that what they call it? In the Etazuni. <laughs> yeah, because <Itazuni. laughs> I 
I can't imagine having to come from like that I, that type of island, mm-hmm. meeting people of all different nations, different languages, yeah. just like having to be like abused at work and stuff, trying to even find a job, like yep. just a, In a so that you don't speak literally language. starting from scratch, yeah. especially if you don't have much family here or you have family and you're not cool with them. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough. Like I've seen my mom come here with three three kids, three girls pregnant. Un- unknowingly pregnant mm-hmm. go to like this cna training not speak a lick of english get her license and everything like I've, her car broke down all of us had to get out the car like so many things happen and she's and i'm just like yo yeah. one time she admitted to me that she went crazy and she left everybody like all the kids because she was babysitting all my cousins because my aunts would just drop their kids there mm-hmm. and she would babysit all my cousins and all of us and one time she literally left the house and she jumped over the wall and left and she's like i went crazy like i could not take it and you know she was like you know just talking about it but i'm like processing it in my mind putting myself in that situation i'm like yo you had a breakdown yeah because you literally jumped over a climbed a wall and left a bunch of children in the house And have you ever seen your mom have like a little meltdown like something yeah and i've seen it the house not being clean my mom noticing it like something happened like at a traffic stop and then like she got like beeped that and then she just lost it you know and and me and my sisters kind of froze. But then at the end, that instant, I, I realized, like, she was just triggered because, like, clearly something piled up so much that she just spazzed. And the other day, she just casually dropped a bomb on me. I was like, oh, man, you are going through a lot. You know, mm-hmm. that makes sense why you were rashing for no reason yesterday. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes when, when you're, like, already going through stuff and then your mom comes in yelling in your head, it's like, oh, please, I'm going through something. But then, like, as I've been going through some things, it started to hit me that my parents go through some things. Yeah. Like, and you know how, like, they have a lot of pride. I remember when we first came here, we were living with people. And, and I will never forget when one day the same person that welcomed us kicked us out and my mom was about to give birth. Like, Mm-mm. And they just, like, go through that and, you know, yeah. raise and their kids. Have, and, and then it's like, okay, well, what's next? And right. what kills me the most, they on. still be cool with these people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Like, they be having you sit with the person. Like, punch me in my face and knock my teeth out. And then yeah. they have you sitting next to them, ki- kissing them, like, hi, right. auntie. And I'm like, yo, this is the girl. Yo, I'm gonna fight her right now. The more I get to know about some of these people when I see them, I'm and my like, mom's being why nice, are they still I'm like, here? But how lucky. can you even be mad? Because it's like, dang, this is what Jesus wants us to do, though. Right, that's facts. Okay, all right, you got us. Like, no. Who invited her? <laughs> <You guys laughs> like, okay. But you guys did. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and, but obviously, it's still hard to see because it's like one, that's your mom, and two, you're like, all right, I'm ready to fight grandma right now because you tried it with right. my mom, with my mom, that's right? The person I love and I care right. for, and I'd be feeling like that too. But like, in the same way, you think about trauma, you think about something called resilience, and it's basically like your ability to bounce back, your strength um, mm-hmm. despite adversity. Yeah. So it's like a lot of the things our parents. Ex- experience would be considered traumatic but also to see their resilience like like they guess what doesn't kill you make you stronger saying yeah but, but sometimes i i hate i hate i hate that i'm not even mm-hmm. gonna lie to you i do hate it and i just i remember at graduation they were telling one girl's story and and they were just talking about how like okay she wasn't haitian but as an immigrant i i just felt everything they were saying they were yeah. talking about how like she left her family back home and was working 100 hour weeks to send money back home and then her father was sick and blah blah and all this stuff and they they stood up and, and clapped for her and called it you know resilience and i'm just like but bro i don't i don't like that you know mm-hmm. because it's like 
people are already going through all this back home and then they're trying to get an education and go to yeah. school just for America to like ish on them some more mm-hmm. and then when they're like 30 you wanna be like oh yeah her dad died and then blah 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 she made it through no y'all came over here and stomped on her right. when she came here for help you yeah. know I see our parents go through that and, and like even myself like with some of the things I went through even to get through school people are like oh my god you're so strong but it's like Bro, that was inhumane. Forget being strong. That are was we, inhumane. So are you are you kind of saying, like, let's not normalize resilience? Yeah, because sometimes... Resilience is positive. It, it, it is positive. But then it's kind of like, we cannot slap a resilience label over traumatic situations. Right. Yeah. And situations where people were being put in, in, in positions that, you know, mm-hmm. were really, like, cr- right. pretty much crazy. Even like, stories of people like, oh, she made it out the hood, blah, blah, blah. Which is great, but it's like... The government ished on them their yeah, whole life yeah. until something, like, they got lucky, bro. Mm-hmm. And they're think, one of, like, a million. We're right. always one of a freaking million, and people make it seem so great. But it's like, like, life keeps kicking you down, and we're just supposed to just clap it up when you finally make it. Right. And then, but now you're, like, 45 with a million dollars, and you got, like, cancer in your liver. Right. From, from like... From like some heart disease you didn't know you had because mm-hmm. you didn't have insurance and right. blah blah blah. Yeah. Like it's sometimes it's just like, bro, it's what? a lot. It gets me tight. It's too much. I don't even. This too God, much. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag this too much. <laughs> it really is. Dang, whose topic was this? I don't like this topic. You we were supposed to talk about mental health and they went another way. But I mean, this is all a part of it day. because this mm-hmm. is like, I mean, trauma is a part of mental health. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, trauma is the reason why. Like, we got the mental health conversation. It's just like. Yeah. A lot of us have gone through it, mm-hmm. and it's like we don't talk about. And I even it. think about us and how like our podcast is doing well, mm-hmm. and it's just like trauma, guys. Yay! Like people sit here and right. laugh, right? Like you guys are so freaking funny, and the whole time we were talking about getting beat the hell up, for right? Like, <laughs> like this is what we go through, and we laugh through it because there's nothing else you can I really think, do. And I think that's what a lot of Haitian young people do. Yeah, they we make jokes. They key like, key so much about the craziest things. Right. Look <laughs> at all these Haitian comedians, Maya Ferry, Haitian Jonas, like all of them, bro. We laugh at that stuff because it's it's true, but it hurts, yeah. so we laugh through it. Yeah, because we. Didn't cry okay. <laughs> at the crib. But right. now here's my thing. You also kind of like see the resiliency in that because it's like the fact that you can laugh about it one later on, but two also recognize like there's kind of a community in it. It's yeah. awful, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like oh, so you got your ass beat for this too, right? I did too, right. you yeah. know. And it's like <laughs> we're laughing, but we're crying about that person inside, but. It's, it's always so fascinating because, like, even thinking about, like, resilience and strength, um, I feel like being able to withstand certain things and being strong doesn't mean you automatically don't feel anything else, you know? It's being able to acknowledge that you have strength, but also in that strength, I can say I'm not doing well right now. Because mm-hmm. you think about how much strength that even... It, it takes to admit, like, That's a fact. I'm not good. Even what? the Bible says that. In my weakness, I yeah. am strong. It, is, it's, it, it does take a lot to um, say that. Like, in the season that I've just come out of it, in Jesus' name, I'm out of it, where I was, like, not doing well financially and I was very confused and just, like, going through it. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I realized, like, I literally realized how much pride I have. I was like, what? This pride is deep. Am I? 
am I bissing again? Okay, I thought I was going down. <laughs> I'm like, this pride is demonic because I literally would have like like five cents and I can't get on the train and I'm like, I'm not asking anybody for anything. Like, I'm not. I'm not even going to walk behind somebody. I'm going to walk myself from Boston to every. I don't care. I'm not doing it. Wow. And like, literally, my dad roasted me. Like, he rashed me. As I told you, every week you could you could ask me for money. Like, I have the money for you for to take transportation. But I'm like, I don't want to ask you for money because I'm like, I know like you only have $50 a week I mean every other two weeks for yourself so I'm not about to ask you for 80% of that just so I right. can get on the train like it's a dud I'm not gonna do it but it's just like I'm just like yo you're sick like why are you why are you forcing yourself to live like a like a struggle mm-hmm. I'm not gonna call the pe- homeless people <laughs> The, Here's, the bummer, that's ref, no, though, where that's kind of learned. That's learned but behavior. Yeah, like, yeah. Have you ever seen your parents ask for that's help? Fa- that's a fact. I've never seen them ask for help, and I'm. And even when I was making money and I liked, I loved contributing. I loved helping. Like, I loved being like, oh, here my mom complained. I'm like, mom, shut up. Here's 200. Like, ah, ah. You know, like, I felt, I felt good in that. But then, like, when I didn't have that, I'm like, yo, why is it, like, so hard for me to, like, ask for help like literally guys i started crying because i was like i can't ask them for help i can't ask and i'm just like why why is it such a big struggle for me to do this and i think it's because it's just like like, you can't ask for help i feel like i couldn't ask for help because i felt like that was mad weak like that's mad weak of me to do that like that's mad like that's a big l like i'm just like but that's your parents but it's my parents but it's just at the same time it's just like I feel like I'm at an age where I shouldn't ask for help. I feel that. And it's sick. I'm not saying this is right. I'm telling mm-hmm. you this is where my mind was. It's mm-hmm. it, it's sick. The pride was sick. I didn't want to ask for help so badly because I'm just like asking for help equals weakness. And if I ask for help, it's going to really expose where I am in life and I'm not in a good space. Right. You know? So even even thinking about you saying that, I recognize two things. One, a question to ask yourself is like, where where did I get this mentality? Help equals weakness, you know? Because mm-hmm. you think about, like, that basic layer. Like, why am I equating asking for help as weakness? Two, I think I see where you care about your parents enough where you're like, yo, I know how much money you're getting, and even though I'm struggling, I don't want you struggling a little bit more because I'm struggling. Right. So I think that definitely comes from just your care for them as their daughter, you know? But I think I've learned for myself as well that our parents, because they have that love for us, even if they mean, even if it means for them, they go without, so we have something, they'll do it. And I think mm-hmm, that's a that's love true. we won't understand until we're parents ourselves. Mm-hmm, right. But it really is that selfless love. Like, there have been times, like, before I got my current job where, like, I'd have to be like, Mom, like, let me hold, like, let me hold $20 real quick. Mm-hmm. And say that was her last 20 till her till she got paid. She'd be like, all right, I'm going to give you 10 I got 10 mm-hmm. And it's like, I think our parents will always do that. You know, they'll always find a means for us if it means their child doesn't have to struggle. Mm. Yeah, you my know? parents always say that. Like, my parents always say, always say, before you guys ask someone else, ask us. Yeah. Or, like, 
you know like i'm your mom like ask me like sometimes i like i don't i don't ask at all but there's times where my mom would just swing me like 50 and i'm like why like you know like Mm -hmm. because and there's times like when my siblings would do something that sounds expensive i'm like come on like you know mommy and daddy like right like the light light bill come on and like that mentality of like i'm trying to help them save and i don't want to be another burden but i also don't ask for help because i don't like when anybody throws anything back in my face right and like my parents don't do it in a bad way, but it's like, okay, well, don't forget you needed fifty dollars last week, but you just got some new shoes. All right, and yeah. and okay, and but that was self care. Okay, I think that's I had like, a hard week. Shut <laughs> up. Like, that's like baseline Haitian shady though. Yeah, but that's, I don't yeah. like when anybody holds anything over my head. That's why out, I don't ask you. You pop out with a kick, and I'm like, ufuiwi, tennis lambel. What? That's a compliment. That's the sneakers you were just rushing me about, though. Oh, right, right, right. 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 And that's just the tip for tap for them. Like, yeah. that's what they do. I mean, they live for that. They live for they that. Do. But I feel you. Like, even with, like, friends and stuff, like, and family members, not that I, not that any of my friends or family members would throw anything in my face. My older sister often does. <laughs> but um, it's just still that I think it's still for me. I mean, I'm getting better with the asking, but still for me, I feel like, asking or like admitting or getting really vulnerable is just exposing yourself i'm just right. like and i will ad- i will advise behavior though. i will advise anybody to do it like girl just say it but then for me i'm like i'm not gonna tell you anything like right. because i can't tell you the real because like you i don't want you to see me different see me like as like the because i i like i think that in my friend group and even in my family i'm really like the tough one like the strong one not the strong one in the sense where it's like all right everyone (laughs) follow me this way you know not like that but like the one that's like not really phased by much and that Mm -hmm. could really take on a lot like when my dad was sick and we had to like bring him to the hospital my older sister fell apart and i was like I was someone that's like, all right, let's do this. Like, all right, let's, you know, like I'm not phased. But so I take pride in that. So that when I'm like something phases me or moves me, I'm like, dang, like I can't tell none of that. Cause like, this is the part I play in this story. Like I'm, I'm this one. Like I can't be sent over sensitive about these things or be mad vulnerable. Look at her. You got something to say? <laughs> but I also never want I, don't, I never want anyone to ever oh, wait, say they oh, made me or remember that time when but and granted I feel like people around me probably won't say it but I don't want to give you that opportunity yeah. like we all we do this that's what I'm saying saying Haitian um, millennials mm. we do this and it's definitely a learned behavior like we see it, our parents because how many times did we hear Parfum want like Parfum right. want like I remember when my friend got her tattoo, her mom lost it. Like, oh my god, moon is on part. Oh my god, where a shot? Where a shot? You know, We're like, oh my god, don't even go to this church no more. Like, cause they they get so embarrassed by things nobody cares about, but they yeah. do. <laughs> or like y'all be eating, y'all will eat the same cereal for a month, cause but they're not about to ask nobody for money. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna wait for their man. The They'll go song. from cornflakes to you know like corn <laughs> cereal, <laughs> right? <laughs> And still won't ask, you right. know. So it's kind of like a great value brand. Yeah. <laughs> so what were you gonna say? Um. Ooh, so many thoughts. So many thoughts. Where do I even begin with that? Um. So I think for me, thinking about like that pride and like asking for help, um, I had to take a step back and think, okay, if I can't lean on the people that I celebrate my wins with, Ooh. who can I lean on? Ooh, Jesus. You know, and I think that's things we need to ask ourselves amongst family yeah. and friends as well. 
Because, like, okay, if I ask you guys right now, if y'all go to jail right now, who you calling? Are you actually calling someone? Because I can My think God, of at least three people I'm calling. I wish I knew their number by heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really call my do. sister because that's the only one really I know by heart. And I'd be like, yeah, Tina, yo, they locked me up for no reason, bro. Can you come get me? And I was like, we can't talk about this ever. It's a dud. Period. So that's the one person you're calling? That's the one person I'm calling because that's the person I know no, their number by heart, TBH. Okay. But if I if I really thought about it, who would I? Yeah, I would call my older sister. Like, Okay. Legit, not just because I only know her number, but mm-hmm. because really, like, that's the only person that I know. Like, you could be vulnerable with and be like, Listen, I could be that. vulnerable with her, and like, she could ask, she would actually be there, like, in a jiffy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody else would, but you know, when it's like, I know this person in this situation would come down to a level of sensitivity for me, not a judgment or like a big girl, what, what you no, none of that, like, right. but come down to a place where it's like, you know we could just take this silent ride back home and <laughs> I'll just let you just like speak if you want to don't speak I made you tea just take you're in shock just you know like you know what I mean like she's like that so yeah. I would definitely call my older sister and plus my younger sister doesn't have a car she has a car and she could drives pretty well so <laughs> so it sounds like you would feel actually vulnerable enough to be like okay this is embarrassing as hell but only in such you. extreme situations as th- that i got arrested but in other situations no why no. is that though because she's a bae <laughs> i almost said the word but she's your older sister she is my she older is. sister but like we fight a lot because yeah. she's too much she does too much and i'm just like we bicker a lot like it's just too much so i'm just like only in extreme situations because in extreme situations she gets sensitive mm. in other situations she gets mean okay so my opinion i think she's like a nice girl though thing. yeah yeah like that's why i said I my like opinions i do that as well do you well, yeah i mean i get the thing with my siblings is I get compassionate, but then once you, I acknowledge your feelings, and I got to get tight at you because why are you stupid? Yeah, that's an old. I feel like right. that's definitely an old. But I must understand first because I was once you. stupid. But it's like, why did you think you couldn't be stupid? Like we can't afford your stupidity, you oh, know? Good job, good job. Yeah, but um, like just thinking even the, about that question, but like bringing it down to a simpler level, like if you go through a breakup or like someone just dogs you out that you just didn't expect. Who are you calling, you know? Well, I'm just going to have to take that out. <laughs> Facts, God, you did say to wait, and I didn't, period. You know, but, like, <laughs> that that happens in life, you know? And you got to think about who who's going to be there because you can't have people around you who are just going to celebrate your wins. That's true. You need people around you who are also going to be able to hold you down when else come because that's just life. You know, I feel like, so, like, when it comes to me, right, I feel like I'm, like, I'm a good, like, you can come to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Please, I want all my friends to know you can come to me no matter what it is, bro. Yeah. You shot someone, don't tell me that, but tell me so I can help you, but don't tell me so I can tell the police I don't know. Exactly. But then, like, yeah. when it comes to me, I'm good like, answer. dang, like, dang, but what if they tell this person and this person tells that person? Because, like, you'd be like, all right, but you know, between me and you, and the next thing you know, you heard they said, don't tell nobody else. But then that big mouth said, don't tell nobody else. Next thing you know, 10 people looking at you funny when you enter the room, and it's just like, I thought you didn't. I don't know. I don't have just issues. I'm sorry. That no. that friend needs to be canceled. <laughs> but wait. But that's the thing. You, I, I didn't, see how you I didn't give that, though? I didn't give my friend, like, 
they probably won't say nothing, but in my head, they might. Like, yeah. in my head, this is so juicy, you're going to want to tell someone. And I understand, so I'm it's keeping so myself. Juicy. But, you, <laughs> but, you, but you acknowledge the way that comes from. You said you have trust issues. Now, the next step is, where does that stem from? And you have to think about that. What And a lot of times with trauma or, like, things that are hurtful that really carry on with us, you have to think about, okay, when was the first time that someone did something that caused me to be less trusting of people because you think about like they always say like racism is not something that's that's that you're born with it's something that you learn Mm -hmm. so the same way we have pride the same way we mistrust get trust issues Mm -hmm. like we're not born with that true people do things that hurt us Mm -hmm. that cause us to have that or it's something that we're taught from the Mm -hmm. beginning you know yeah so, Bettina, where did that come from? Where Wait, did we did trust- not say we were about to have some your- online. <laughs> this is a therapy session, no? Amen. Where did your th- trust issues come from? What friend did it and I will kill them? Demon, por favor. Anyway, next Oh, next they're, not, they don't, they're not here anymore, next so that's fine. <laughs> but I did want to say, I did want to point something out about Bettina, though. I feel like Bettina is so, like... She's so tough. Like, it's so hard to get Bettina to say something about whatever. Like, she'd be like, t- like, once in a blue moon when Bettina tells me how she feels, it's like, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. It's like pulling teeth. Like, she'll make it up. She'll set the stage <laughs> like she killed somebody. First of all, <laughs> she'll set the stage just like that. So I'm getting ready to be like, all right. Who, like, should I mute this conversation? Like, what should I do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how am I going to handle going to jail? Like, where do we bury the body? I'm getting ready just to tell me that she got the wrong size shoe. <laughs> <laughs> but, to, but to her, it was it was a big deal and it was very heavy for her. So I have yeah. to get in the space where I have to get in the space where, where it's like, okay, this was heavy for her. This was real to her. All right. Okay, now and you're making it seem like <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. not making you seem dramatic. I'm making you I'm ma- I'm saying that it's it's for people like Bettina and for people like me where it's tough to say things and when you finally say it, it's like it it may have been like I don't want to say I don't make you sound like you're dramatic, but it may have been like less climatic. Yeah, know. less climatic. And you know what's the thing? The thing is, sometimes I'm I'm so ready to be open and honest, and I just drop the lightest of the load. Like you know what? I'll just drop this info. I'm gonna keep ninety nine to myself. But why? So you lie. I don't lie. I no. say what I That's think. That's not lying. I get things off my chest Thanks little so by little. Something like that. For I get things off my chest little often, by little. That could really cause someone to reel in. Just <sighs> You're right. Thank yeah, you for checking like me. Being told I'm dramatic all the time. That's why I just stopped talking. I'm Thank like, you. You're not dramatic, Bettina. You You're know? not dramatic. Even though you could be in a soap opera. <laughs> so I be, I be opening my phone ready to talk. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably overreacting. Let me just go to sleep. No. Wake up. You're not. It'll be, it'll be good in the morning. Then it's not. And I'm like, all right. I'll try but like, you think about moments like that. It's always good to know that you have people you can bounce off. Like, when you're having moments like that. Because imagine you're processing something like that on your own all the time. Mm-hmm you're gonna like lose it because it's like then you lose trust in yourself (laughs) in a sense you know because if you can't trust your own judgment in a situation like how is that gonna fare off for the rest of your life like i think especially for me a lot of times i'm like okay okay i'm reading this this is how i feel 
now is this me feeling this because I know this person or because of how they're talking to me, whatever, whatever. And then I'm like, all right, boom. I'm about to call my best friend or I'll send her screenshots because, you know, gotta love some screenshots. (laughs) And then I'll be like, okay, based off what I just sent you, this is how I'm feeling. Am, like, are my feelings valid for this or am I, like, am I overreacting? Because sometimes you really don't know because... I do the same thing, and I'm always I, I'm always told that I'm I'm I misunderstood, and I always do. I always misunderstood understand somebody. Mm, like it's so it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's hilarious because yeah. I really be tight. I'm like, yo, look what, <laughs> da, da, da. and my sister's like, yo, she just did you read the part where she? Said? I was like, oh, but see, I and I'm the total opposite. LOL. I will justify it to the point where I'm like, maybe it was me, like. Like, someone will do something, and I'll think about every reason they've done that. I'm like, they probably were having a bad day. This happened, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Down to the point where I'm like, you know what? Don't even apologize. You know? It was my oh, older sister. That re- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. That shouldn't invalidate your feelings. Even if someone is having a bad day, that doesn't give you a right to be rude as hell to someone else. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, we all go through bad days. We live in a world where... Things happen, and they're not always great. Yeah. But if you're taking that out on someone all the time, that's a problem. But is it rude to, like, say to somebody who's having a bad day, listen, we all have bad days. Like, relax. Um, I think that delivery is kind of rude. Yeah. It is. That So that, that, that delivery is invalid. Okay. I mean, that's not something I, I would understand do. you're having a bad day, um, nice. but the way you went about it was a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think there's delivery is always key, mm-hmm. but also delivery shouldn't mean, again, you invalidating your own feelings. Because, like, even though feelings are fleeting, we feel things. And right. it doesn't mean we shouldn't feel them or we have to, like, block our feelings because of someone else because that's a disservice to yourself mm-hmm. if you're putting someone else's feelings over your own all the time or in a moment where it's like wow okay this was really hurtful and i feel that hurt but because i think you're having a bad day or because something is going on with you i shouldn't feel hurt. i'm gonna put it aside yeah and it's like no you shouldn't but there are times do you feel like there are times that you should put it aside hmm. like i think if somebody's like my mother just died mm-hmm. Your day, yeah, compared to that person's. I'm not comparing bad days, but you're, you're like, oh, that's yeah. like, that's mm-hmm. awful. That that's like, I mean, losing it. I may have lost my leg, <laughs> but I mean, I don't, who cares right now? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. I feel like there's definitely some times where, mm-hmm. as a friend or as somebody who is a support system for other people yeah. there's times where you should put yourself as- to the side mm-hmm. not all the time but definitely but there's moments like there's yeah. moments there's times where you just should especially if you're you notice that you're the one that's always having something going on mm-hmm. like i feel like there's people who they're in friendships or relationships where they always got something going on yeah. they're always unloading so then the other person feels like man i can't unload cuz your it's your time to unload like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so but i don't know that that's always definitely tough but i think in the same instance again you think about loved ones you think about your relationships and to be a good friend i feel like sometimes you just gotta call your friend out on on things like yo 
I feel like I'm always here for you. And I always give you the opportunity to unload. But right now, I'm kind of having a bad day. Or this and this is happening. And we're only talking about you. And I think with that, there's many... There can be different varies of that conversation. Because you could have that person where they really just come to you just to offload. And they're not asking you how you're doing. Or it can be a person where it's like they're in a they're like outside of their friendships in other aspects of their life they aren't able to really voice how they're really feeling or voice their opinion at all so when they finally get to a place where they're safe and they can talk to someone it's word vomit you know and then they're like damn i'm sorry i just offloaded on you how are you you know um can you speak to the numb people to the what people the numb those who don't feel anything genuinely not the people who be like, I don't care. No, the people who genuinely do not, not that they don't care, but they don't, like, they can't, like, resonate with other people when it comes to, like, their feelings mm-hmm. or actions. They don't understand why people do certain things. They don't get it. People who don't get it or people don't, who don't feel much of anything or have struggled with relationships because of their lack of understanding for other people. Mm. I feel like that's also something that I see often, Mm -hmm. not just in our community, but in this generation, is there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of I don't care. Some of it's real, some of it is just a Mm cover-up. And then I feel like there's also people who just don't have basic understanding of other people Mm -hmm. and how to treat human beings. I'm really talking about myself the gag <laughs> wait but really? go ahead and speak i mean i feel like i struggle with that definitely which piece like not understanding people not understanding people i really don't sometimes mm. so yeah are you okay giving an example um do you want to give an example i don't have an example yes you do but it's also about you so you need I don't have to take ownership <laughs> Ermeline, if you don't listen, like you keep coming for my neck today. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I'm not really. Sorry, I'm thanks thanks for listening, guys. This. Was, <laughs> um, so I, if you guys want to like, go listen to my podcast, right? Head over to this too much. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's been told to me a lot of times. Like, you know, I'm I'm asking you because I feel like you get me, like you know me very well. Mm-hmm. And you know that I do like I do this sometimes. So I don't want to just make a statement about myself and just be like, this is my perspective. I'm saying it because this is what other people say to me. And I'm mm-hmm. realizing this, mm-hmm. which is why I asked you, because you're one of the people who know me well. I just think, well, I just I don't think it's just you. I just think like Nike is one of those people like if she doesn't have any experience in that particular circumstance, then it's like it's slow for you. Like you'll tell her and she'll be like, that sucks lol but and she's she doesn't really mean like like she'll just be really nonchalant because she's never been down that path so mm-hmm. is she's one of those people that it's hard for her to just come into your shoes and and i feel like it, um about to say somebody else i feel like Patina is is opposite of that like she's good into she's good at coming into people's shoes like she'll get it right away and i'm like mm-hmm. but how do you do that like how do you like she'll feel it like she'll feel you she'll I'm feel also it an empath so i'm i'm just always feeling yeah she's she feels all the time like she feels a lot 
Like she'll get into your body and and, <laughs> and like I will, and feel I will for you. Feel I'll, it. That she'll feel like more than you. Like it will in your body. I, like it will ruin my day. Like someone's like, bad day will yeah. can become my bad. Like day. she's she's like very like intense on the other side of that, and right. I'm intense on the other side of I don't get it. But so, you know, on the, on the flips, on the contrary, you probably would even know I'm feeling that bad because I'm probably like because she's like, very like I'm really nonchalant, but yeah. like really it's because but she's the whole feeling time a lot. I'm just like yeah. Like I've sometimes I've talked to her and she's like, "Oh my gosh, Nike!" Like I'm just like, "It's not that serious." Like, but like I want to speak about those people because I feel like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of these type of people, and I feel like that's and I feel like those type of people are misunderstood. So that's why they it's like a cycle. So because people misunderstand them and already labeled them as like this bad guy, now you're getting bad guy vibes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, what? Like, let's. I don't know. Let's figure that that out, cause how do you help? Not this is for all my numb impacts. people, all my numb people, like numb, numb. It sounds like I'm saying another word. All my people who <laughs> struggle with relationships and feeling for other yeah. people, Ooh. basically. So, in that instance, I'd say, first of all, having a willingness to want to understand people a bit more, and I think, first of all, it's really great that people are able to tell you that they have enough love for you that they're able to tell you, like, hey. Is it um, love? <laughs> it is. Maybe roasting me. It is. It is love just because they could allow you to continue being ignorant and just not understanding people and then just be like, mm-hmm, that's just how Nike is and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not good because we all want to grow. We all want to do better. So... So step one, actually care. Yeah, because well, she doesn't have a will. But you know, yeah, what? Nike yeah. has a. I feel like she has a selective will. Like, because mm. like sometimes if it's me, she'll be like, "Sis, I really, I really want to understand, but I have nothing to say." Mm-hmm. But for other people, I watch. I can be like, "Another one bites the dust." <laughs> <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it depends on how much Nike cares about you. Literally. So the step one is have a willingness for yeah most yeah and okay so people probably listening is like ain't she a Christian I am and we don't I, I can't struggle that doesn't mean we go th- we don't I go through things because you know how Christians are supposed man. to love everybody but I mean it's not easy like, it's some not. of y'all are just really unlovable Listen. like wow like some of y'all really like wow I mean we're all supposed to be saved and we're not supposed to go through depression and stuff but I spent like. My whole grad school career depressed, but that's another story. But I digress. Yeah. But um, I think it's also asking yourself what what makes it hard for you to, like, want to be in people's shoes. Is it that you want to protect yourself from feeling that much feeling or is it just the same thing that comes with pride and just learned behavior? I really don't get it. Like, Mm. I don't get why... Like, I don't get it. Like, I really, that's just really it. Like, I don't know if there's anything deeper than that, Mm -hmm. but I really don't get it. Like, for example, like, my older sister, I forgot what I, oh, she, me and her, she, I was like, me and my sister were dancing and singing after her, my old, my younger sister's graduation, Mm -hmm. and my sister was just, like, yelling at us to get in the car, and I was like, girl, don't be mad because you ain't got no life, something like that. And it really hurt her feelings. And she started crying. Like, this is my older sister. Mm -hmm. And she's, uh, like, she went through it for weeks because of that one comment. And I 
could not, I could not for the life of me understand what why this hurt her so deeply mm. and like what i like could not it was almost laughable to me because i'm just like why did that like destroy you but did she you ask her i asked her and she explained it mm-hmm. i understood i got it mm-hmm. i could not get in her shoes with it but i understood it but i'll say the initial the initial Part of me was just, I got to laugh at this. This is ridiculous to mm-hmm. me type of thing. You know what I mean? I yeah. think sometimes it can also be one of those things where it's like, all right, I like we've been through worse. Like, get it together. Like, like the right. other, like last week, my youngest sister, she's applying for colleges, and my dad's been down her back and, like, really getting on her nerves, and she had, like, a whole meltdown. I was like, girl. And, like, in my head, I was like, girl, you had two sisters that went through it. You'll be all right. Mm-hmm. But then for a minute, I had to remember, at one point, I was that 17-year-old, like, yeah. and my dad was being aggy and, and trying to fact-check my own essay, my own experience, trying to tell me <laughs> what I experienced. Yeah. And she's going through it. And, mm-hmm. and my initial response was, girl, shut up. Um, I went to college. It's harder. But, like, for a minute, like, I had to sit there and hear her out. Like, yeah. this is a scary transition. You know, it's one of those things and where it's, like... you think about being in high school at that age again, it's, like, ugh, the ghetto. Right. But then oh, you just right. forget because it's, like, ugh, life beat me up way, like, harder. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. there's things that trigger, like, the like the big things that we don't yeah. realize. That's very true. Um, I feel like it's not that you're numb i think it is harder i rebuke that i'm not accepting that you're but why accept it why do you want that to be your story i don't want it to be my story all right so you're not that's not your story period you know yeah i'm not not. um yeah it may take a little bit more time for Mm -hmm. you to understand um exactly what someone's going through but there are certain things we're never gonna again understand until we ourselves have experienced it Mm -hmm. you know again it's just like the love of a parent and being able to give you your child your last 10 bucks because it means they won't go without you know we won't understand that till we have kids ourselves so i feel like you shouldn't have to fake understand because if you truly don't understand like if you truly haven't experienced it there's only so much empathy you can have. And that's what it really is in terms of like being in someone's shoes, like having enough empathy based off knowing like, I know what it's like to not have money and to feel that helplessness, Mm -hmm. that embarrassment, that shame and knowing that you possibly have to ask someone else. Or like, I know what it's like to be hurt by someone, whether I don't directly know what it's like to have someone I've dated for three years break up with me, but that doesn't mean you don't, no heartbreak you know or have experienced being hurt by a loved one and I think in terms of putting yourself in someone's shoes it's just being able to understand those feelings you know and knowing that we all experience worry we all experience shame we've all experienced embarrassment Mm. hurt the same way we've all experienced joy love and it looks different yeah and it looks different for everyone you know so I'd say, like, maybe in your instance, it's going down to that that basic feeling of, like, damn, I know what it's like to be down and out. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the experience that you're specifically experiencing it, but I know that feeling as well. And you said something. Like, you're, you're saying a lot. You're saying something right now. Mm-hmm. I think something in my mind just clicked. Oh? I don't have to have 
the exact experience to understand these people yeah. or to even fake it. Sometimes I do. But I just need to understand that their feeling, although it looks different, is honestly a feeling that I've had before yeah. and understanding just a feeling. Yeah, exactly. That feeling, just understanding that feeling. Yeah. I could understand the basis of the situation altogether. Yep. Like, if you just start seeing it like, oh, this is shame right now. Yeah. yeah. I've been ashamed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been guilty. Yeah. I've been sad. Yeah. I'm not even lying right now. This is revelation. Hey. <laughs> what? Hello. That was good. Yeah. Oh, this is why you should go to therapy. This is why you should go to therapy. <laughs> Things will click. Facts. They definitely will. Come back, guys. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But I think for you also, Bettina, where you're able to feel those feelings as well. Freaking hate it. <laughs> you you got to set that boundary for yourself, you know? Um, I know one thing that always stuck out to me in grad school that someone said was, like, when we do therapy, we're kind of like a conduit. So it's like you acknowledge what someone is saying, you you think about it, you process it with them, but at the end of the day, you, like, you let it flow out because you're going to carry it home. You're going to carry those feelings. And That's gonna, why I can't be a therapist. I and you're going to end up feeling crappy for no reason. And it's like, dang, why am I feeling crappy? I had a great day. It but it's like you took mm-hmm. it with you where mm-hmm. it's like you were supposed to just let it flow through and let it out. I just be trying to help everybody. So like you're a vessel. Are you a vessel? Yeah. Like are you a, a vessel of emotion but you instead of being a vessel you're just like a big bowl and you just leave it in there and sit like cremas in the fridge shoot i don't even know if you having it so fast i just be like dang like, yeah dang and it's like, like you're really you, going through it yeah and like even for your own emotional well-being you you got to set up a bit of that wall for yourself so again you're not taking on someone's problems right Wait, can we can we talk about can we digress and go to like people that push people away, mm. like and and like, who, like what's where does that come from? <laughs> people who push people away, like when 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 life is hard, like when it's great, they are celebratory to everyone, but when it's hard, they go ghost, they ghost on everybody. I'm people. No, you are people because I didn't want to punch you out because so I see you're so doing then, that thing that. How about when people? But <laughs> so ask yourself, why do you do that? I couldn't tell you. Mm. I'm I'm like one of those think people. Think about it for a sec. Like earlier, you were talking about how like um you know people that like unload and unload. I don't like feeling like I'm about to pour out my whole life. I I don't like pity part. Like I don't want pity. I don't want you to feel bad for me. And I don't like feeling like I'm about to unload on someone all the time. Once I complain to someone once, I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying nothing else. Like you feel like you already did too much. Yeah, and and I didn't even say nothing hard. But why? I really couldn't tell you. Is it because of that cons- that misconception or that title that you're dramatic that people have given you all your life that you feel like if you do too much you're dramatic? That's also part of it. But then like and like when I'm really going through, I really just don't even. So I think that goes back. The D&D be going so hard that it's on for everyone. Oh wow. So I think that goes back to like that first original question, when was the first time you experienced something like this where it's just like Yo, I'm going through it. I just told someone, and now I feel like either they're gonna tell my business or they're just not really supporting me, and I feel like I'm now a burden. Or when has someone made you feel like that? That now continuously, you just don't do it. 
And I think that's always something to think about. Like, when was the first time this happened? Yeah, because it doesn't have to have been, like, when you were a kid. It could have happened, like, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And, like, you think about how two years can fly by. Yeah. But, like, you see how things have lasting impacts. You think about how people have had relationships that are six months or, like, less than a year. Mm -hmm. But it's still hurting them, like, three years later for various reasons. Right. You know? So it's, like... Thinking about that, why? Like, what has made it hard to, like, be able to disclose, like, when you're essentially going through things or, like, you're going through a season of L's, but when has everyone, anyone ever made you feel like you being transparent and vulnerable about your L's has made you feel like a burden? I don't know, because sometimes I feel like it's like a... A number of things. Like, mm. I don't... One phrase I don't like all the time is, well, at least blah, blah, blah. At least your parents are married and your mom and dad have a job and... Ah, okay, and... Or at, at least, like, you don't have one leg. Last. Okay, and my toe still hurt. Like, yeah. right. I, I don't, like... And, and, and then I start to do that to myself, too. Like, mm. like I'll be like, okay, at least you got a degree. Okay. Right. I'm like, and I don't... I'd be like, oh, at least you're not homeless. Okay, but I hate living here. You know, it's like, it's just, <laughs> I, I, like, I'll give myself the the whole at least. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes it's like, I'm like, oh, I know I'm not going through that right now. Because I feel like I said couldn't be me mm-hmm. to the point where when it became me, I'm like, yeah, nobody didn't know that it was me. But it happens. You know, like, I don't know. I think, like, sometimes, like, shame and, like, I don't know. I think shame is like mad real, and sometimes you're oh, like, "Oh, shame is." Listen, like I will tell someone, "Don't be ashamed, bro. I'm your bro. Like it's okay. Like <laughs> yeah, it's this is me. Like you can tell me." Right. And then the, that person will give me that same energy. I'm like, "Okay." I'm, <laughs> I hate first you. off, first off, I'm gonna give you guys. I cannot say like that. <laughs> you not gonna know me. I'm gonna give you guys a bit of homework. You like need to either read this book or just like look up her work in general mm-hmm. her name is Brene Brown and she is like is it Brene in the T.S. Island because she's French Brown <laughs> no <laughs> how do you spell that <laughs> but fun fact on her first name she does have like the accent on the on the E oh she might be French yeah it's B-R-E-N-E but there's like the accent on the last E is but she Haitian? no she's not she's mm-hmm. from like Texas mm-hmm. she's amazing she's a psychologist and she has this book called The Gifts of Imperfection that mm-hmm. is, like, beautiful. Like, everyone needs to read that book. Mm-hmm. Like, whether you're reading it by yourself or, like, you decide to do a book club, you need to read it. But, like, a lot of her work and her research was on shame and the feelings that come with feeling ashamed and, like, where that stems from. And, like, when you think about all the layers that are under, like, the feelings of shame you like it blows your mind like how much shame really is crippling mm. crippling bro. yeah crippling. Crippling. crippling crippling and there's another thing too like sometimes i feel like the reason like i i can't the reason i just don't always mention things is because i don't want you to always think of that when you see me like mm. don't i don't want you to have flashbacks associate me with my else yeah don't but like, like the don't peop- the people that and are that's impossible are not going to but like you also need to think about <laughs> you'll be surprised. You can't trust it. You some people trust because trust that. issues, right? You see where it like brings <laughs> it back to. I seen a post that was like 
I seen a post that was like, your thoughts are not facts. Like, your what you're feeling and what you're thinking, this is not facts. This is not reality. Like, mm-hmm. because you'll really, like, think something or you'll, like, really think, like, if I tell this person, you know, this is what their perception of me is. And then you make yourself believe that so then you don't tell them anything. When really it's not, that's not the case, mm-hmm. like, at all. Really, nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, it's, it's really not. I know. It's just you. It's really us. Yeah, it's you and your trauma and your mm-hmm. experiences convincing yourself that you can't be something, do something, say something because of this situation. Mm-hmm. And you talk to yourself and you bring yourself down. And that's when the enemy gets to chatting. The enemy really right. gets to chatting in your head, talking about you ain't ish, talking about nobody likes you. Right. Like, oh, she you sees you, you as did, a you loser. Up again. Exactly. Like, that's nothing new for you. Exactly. But it's never, it's never really that. What does God say about you, sis? You know what I mean? Okay. Like, Speak a word. that's what's most important. And I think, again, it also, thinking about your trust issues, where does that stem from? And like, Again, that original question. Go deeper, pass. When was the first? <laughs> when was the first? Who the time first you did something, and then you heard it being said at the prayer meeting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what it is. No, I don't know. Maybe who knows? It might, know. be. it might it be. It might be. But it's and it's sad because like you think about how experiences like that do cause us to like harden and build these walls. Mm-hmm. But there, and again, Brene Brown says this. Like she says, there's so much courage and vulnerability you know like you think Mm -hmm. about how hard it takes to tell someone that you're hurting or that you're Mm -hmm. currently depressed and that you don't want to get up and go to work Mm -hmm. because life just feels (laughs) like a constant l that's why i'm not that's why this fame game people who are chasing fame good luck because when people are in your business they're in your business when you're going through something it's like mad. It's heavier because everybody's right. watching and you. giving their unwarranted yeah. opinions. Like Michelle Williams, like when she like um oh her breakup with her fiance. Not no, no I'm not that, but like that too. But like when she like um entered that like uh what was it? Where where did she go? The psych ward place. No. Was it was um. Wait, is that what it was? I don't know. Didn't she go she went somewhere. Help? Yeah, she went mm-hmm. somewhere like that because she was saying that she was having thoughts of not being here. Yeah. And not she was saying not in a suicidal, like she's about to kill herself away, but like she, oh, yeah. you know oh, what yeah. I mean? And, you know, people were just like, I mean, people been bullied Michelle Williams since, I mean, <laughs> since she stepped on to, on the screens, she got bullied. Mm-hmm. And she was like that. She admitted that that took a toll on her. Wait. Which I'm having like a Destiny Child. Okay, 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 okay. 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 That's what I just wanted to double check. I'm like, we're talking about the same Michelle, right? Yeah. Okay, great. The mass singer Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. She did such a great job. I didn't watch the show, but I I watched clips. She did an amazing job. I don't know why she got eliminated, but anyways, besides the point. Oh, is that a spoiler for people? Or did that already No, she already put it on her page. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> but you know stuff like that and it's like I, I, I it's it's people people are the reason why we're but you state. see like there's there's fame on the big scale but like okay for some of us that like grow up in like the church and mm, your parents yeah. are up there and you live in this glass house yes you really gotta it's you just gotta slow. take life yeah like you gotta do it by yourself like mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's like Oh, I can't embarrass my family. I yeah. can't. I, we can't take this out. 
Like yeah. their ministry can't come crashing down because of me. Right. You know? But is that is that a reflection of you though? It'll make I don't it'll know, but I feel like, like a lot that. of like a lot of like PKs, whether you are a PK or not, if if your parent was like the prayer warrior of the church, like anytime your parents are just up there in like those ministry ranks, mm-hmm. you really can't afford to make the same mistakes somebody else's kid made. But I think as humans we also Play, play ourselves by putting people on these pedestals exactly. that exactly to be on yes. didn't ask to be put yes. on and like that's, yes. that's now you're talking about now people are like denouncing their their Christian faith because right. the pastor got caught slipping it's like whoa did we forget this man was, was a, a man? Yeah, a yeah. human. Like, oh, y'all thought this was Jesus. Himself. All right. Nice. No, they, but they really That's think cute. that. And yeah. that really exposes those people and their hearts and their mindsets. Because exactly. it's like, wow, you really were worshiping this pastor the whole time. Mm-hmm. You forgot that he bled just like you. Right. And that he could make mistakes. Wow. That's interesting. And that interesting. just goes to show like how a lot of times as humans, we just we just put people on these pedestals. We have these expectations for them that they didn't ask for yeah you know at the end of the day we're all human and we're all just doing something on this earth that god Mm -hmm. asked us to do so like if a pastor messes up one we already know that's already going to be public but then to be like god did after yeah or to like like you think about the aftermath that doesn't only impact that person that made that mistake but their family as well and it's like y'all forget you're humans that are coming to this place for healing as well. And that this life is real. Like, yeah, this is a real life. Real. And it's like, it could be you. Yeah. Or it, it is you. A, it is you, but you're not but on this pedestal. You're just not on this pedestal. Yeah. And that's really what it is. Like, and I firmly believe anything, anything we experience on this earth is not something that someone else hasn't experienced. Right. Nothing so it's like, new, why do we not so. have yeah. as much grace for others as we should? I think sometimes it makes people feel better about themselves when they, like, put the the light on somebody mm-hmm. else. Like, they could be making the same mistake, but they like that someone else is taking the heat for it. Yeah. And they'll go harder. They'll be like, yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. But you cheat on your wife habitually. Right. Like, it's a ritual for you to do that. And I, oops. You know what I mean? Even, like, in 2019 when that pastor had committed suicide, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people were like, why is a pastor committing suicide? Like, why do you think a you, pastor doesn't go through that? I'm like, and yo, this anything, dude was depressed. Well. I, mean, I read that pastors have, like, the most stressful job in the, they, like, there's, the world. And I understand that. I mean, that's, that I, I, I mean, I could never be on such... Right, people I'm really so call him I at have... any time. Like my dad yeah. doesn't even pastor his own church, and like at three a.m., someone will call him like, "Hey, I'm at the hospital," yeah. and he here he is actually going. Yeah. And like pastors of bigger congregations gotta go through that. They do funerals, weddings, mm-hmm. like counseling for other people, you know. And then they gotta be husbands. They gotta be fathers, right? And even yeah. pa- like first ladies go through it as mm-hmm. well. I have so much respect for my pastor, especially as like a young pastor, and like he recently just got married. And, like, even his wife, like, those are my homies. And it's, like, for him, like, imagine you're a pastor. You come into this congregation single. So you already know people are, like, so you're a pastor and you're single? Mm, right. What's wrong with you? Right. And it's, like, y'all don't know this man's business. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's, like, and it was funny because he was talking about it on New Year's because when he first got um invested in the church that – um our church he was talking about how he was 
going through a breakup. Like, he was in the middle of oh, no. a breakup. And it's like, I can't even talk about this because I'm the pastor. Y'all mm-hmm. going to look at me like, oh, you're, you're, hey, welcome to the church. You're going through a breakup. What? Yeah. You know? And it's like, why do we do this to people? See, yeah. that's not, you know? see, that's why people don't say stuff because yeah. you do not want people to just like always assign that to you. Yep. Yeah. Even if you moved on from it, you will always like, for some reason, people just always, oh, that's that girl that X, Y, Z. Oh, that's the girl that had the kid. Like, all right, cool. But that's not And that's really what people call them. Like, they like, don't know yeah. their names. Oh, yeah. that's the girl that had the kid when she was 13. Like, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah the one with the kid? Right. When she was 17, it, she was pregnant? Like, yeah, why yeah. did we do all that? <laughs> like, hey, didn't y'all know Sarah also just graduated? Right. And, like, she's a whole lot right now. And, and she's yeah. about going to, like, NP school. It's like, oh, she did like, that while she had that kid? That's good for her. It's right. like, no, she just did that. Like, I mean, you're still... Your year eight of your, um, I don't know, cartoonology <laughs> degree. I mean, right? Like, how's how's it going? Yeah, I mean, shout out to the cartoon degree. I mean, you know, majors, the ones that are written in crayon. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything because they really are out here. I met one, but you know. you know, your diplomas. I don't know. What you know, do you I, do with that I, degree, I, though? What degree? Like drawing and stuff like that. I mean, I want to animation. Like, like you can make big money for no reason. Like, look at the dude that draw like The Simpsons and all that stuff. I wish I could draw, to be honest. Okay, that's true. But yeah, I mean, the Proud Family, all those like hit cartoons were drawn. Like, that's true. But I mean, yeah, I guess. You about to buy a Kibuno? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. That's that's what it is. It's okay. But yeah, so perception i get i get what you i get where you're coming from because i also feel like a lot of people do put you on a pedestal like you're put on a pedestal at your church you're the big sis you know you're the first one you know yeah none of those are things you've asked for but things once you become that person that's like you should be more like so-and-so once people start then it's like dang if i make a mistake it's slow it's slow but i think i think that's where we also have a responsibility to ourselves because I know for me, there have been times where I have to remind myself that my my mother wants the best for me. Mm-hmm. And whether my point of view of what's best for me isn't the same as her point of view of what's best for me, it doesn't mean she still doesn't want best for me, you yeah, know, even good. though it's not happening in right. the way that she sees it. That's, that's true. We forget yeah. that. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like... Sometimes I should have got to tell her, like, yo, yeah, you did want me to be a nurse, but I didn't want to be a nurse. I would right. not have been happy. Maybe my bills would have been less taxing, but right. I wouldn't have been happy in knowing that for me, myself, I don't want to work 40-plus hours a week of doing something I don't like. Right. And knowing that's not the life God called me to have, mm-hmm. but also I know you wouldn't want me to really be doing something I don't like for the sake of money, knowing that's what you went through. Yeah. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. That's a hard pill to swallow as a mother who's yeah. come here with nothing. Exactly. Because right. you know you want your kids to be banking because you mm-hmm. weren't banking. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some Haitians where it's like, yeah, like, back home, right but i know for like my family it's like no like it really was like we were poor Mm -hmm. you know so i bust my ass because i want you to not have to bust your ass you know and like you think about the jobs that haitians associate with money you know and like you do something outside of that it's like 
okay, how are you going to sustain yourself? How are you going to sustain us? Mm-hmm. You know, and how are you going to, like, build your legacy, stuff like that? And it's like, listen, God's going to make a way. Season two, episode six, Lash on Lash on. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a burden. It's a lot. And I think, again, for me, I've had to place myself in her shoes in that sense where it's like, I understand the struggle that you went through. You don't want me to go through. Mm-hmm. Especially as a parent, because it's like, I I think sometimes parents, when they see things like that, they then look inward and they're like, where did I go wrong in raising this child where they're now going through it or they're now experiencing whatever harmful or hurtful things that they're experiencing. But I think our parents don't give themselves that slack where it's like, I raised this person up until this level that I could at the end of the day, they're gonna do what they Fact. want. That's what I be trying to tell them. I'm like, believe yeah. it or not, you did a decent job. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're insecure about their parenting. <laughs> oh, no, they are insecure about their parenting. But I feel like every parent's gonna be like, either that yeah. or they just they, don't yeah, trust us. Yeah, a lot of us. parents are. A lot of or I, like, yeah, my dad, like my dad really does not trust my judgment. Like my, I think my dad swears I'm out here following everybody but myself. Like my dad thinks I'm easy. Like I can <laughs> stumble easily. Swayed. Like that is my dad thinks if someone gives me some cocaine, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. Like, I'm not. It's like Christian parents do that. They're like, no, my daughter's an idiot. <laughs> my son's an idiot. Yeah. But then if somebody comes and tells them something about it, not my kid, it's like, but I thought I was dumb enough to do that, though. Guess what? I Yo, really actually you know, did that. Yeah. Believe it or not, that kind of, that's one thing I do not like mm. that my parents do. Like, my dad swears it could never be his kid. Like, I hate that's hearing good. them talk about other that's people's another, kids in a bad light. That's another like, pressure we, thing. We didn't. We were. We successfully lived a double life. Okay, that person didn't care. <laughs> right. We cared about you enough to conceal what we were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you're sitting up there and, and fled Joe's face, I'm like, oh yeah, my daughter would. Not. Your daughter did right. already three hundred times. Like, and, uh, <laughs> come it, on, like right. we come on, Simon. No, Dad, whatever you think I did, I didn't. Maybe who knows. But yeah, <laughs> all of this is like part of like i feel like there's two different types of haitian kids there's the ones that are like super extreme and then there's the there are the ones that are like the the quiet ones but like they they might be doing the same things but like they're like very like respectful to their parents and it's it's and it's two different reactions to the same type of pressure mm-hmm. that we get from our parents Never and thought our, about our it elders like, that. like we're all like every haitian kid every haitian kid feels that pressure of i have to be great i have to do better Mm -hmm. i'm a disgrace if i don't or like even the the one in the family that's just like yeah i know i'm a failure because i chose this path and whatever the different ones but all of us are feeling that pressure we react different ways Mm -hmm. there are the ones that are just like yeah i'm gonna become a stripper i don't (laughs) care like yeah and then there are the ones that are like those i don't care haitian kids because it's like i feel like they live great like you wake up and you don't care i feel like me, i feel like i'm crippled by the i care way too much what my parents are gonna think but then i feel like those types of those type of children who go to that extreme they're low-key hurt because a lot of their families aren't agreeing with that lifestyle or some of them agree with it low-key but nobody's gonna say anything Mm -hmm. so it's like they're kind of shut out and then for the ones who are like being respectful about everything they also feel some sort of like sadness or whatever because they're not really living their authentic selves or they're not passionate about Mm -hmm. anything or they struggle to find you know something that they love it's two extremes and Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a lot of us haitian kids like a lot of us haitian millennials like there's those are just like doctors but they're like 
looking at their art friend like bro how you draw that yo bro i like that like how you do that yo i like that song like you know wanting to like see about that and then there's those who are just like out here like club djs and stuff <laughs> and they're looking at their church friend like yo how's church like you know i'm mean? like yo several still goes to that church that's crazy you know what i mean like you could do both exactly <laughs> black or white baby no shades of gray i mean i'm joking i'm <laughs> let's all be with the lord in the white (laughs) the light um but there i feel like there are those two extremes and it's because of that pressure Hmm. and that's and it's because like nobody feels like they could really like say anything about where they're at and you know what's crazy that comes with pressure i never understood like haitian kids who had the lax parents like the like my sunday school teacher she like she like raised her kids to like be yourself be and like even the kid like there's there's a pair of twins that i work with at my church and their mom is so like be yourself like be who you want to be their mom like she got a haiti um she came here but then she also went to nursing school here so she's like she's lived both lives like her kids are like so i feel like it's different for like the haitians that came in like the late 20s like versus haitians right and her kids are great communicators like i don't like growing up i didn't understand the kids that didn't get beat in my head you didn't get beat Right, like, your mom right. don't beat you. Right. Like oh, you're a failure. Like oh your mom don't love you till she beats you right. up, bro. Like you equate that <laughs> like, with love. For for oh, me, like that. Good. If you didn't get beat, like there was a point in time I thought if you didn't get beat, you really had no sense of character. If you didn't get beat, the, your parents don't care about you. That's right. like how the way like, I thought. Like because you're not being disciplined. Like we'll do the same thing. I'm already crying at school because I'm about to get beat, and and they're like, I don't care. I'm right. not gonna be mad. Why is she gonna be livid? Right. We got detention for missing homeroom. Why isn't she livid? You you know like i never understood that and i think it's because like we learned love a little bit unhealthily a little bit a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit and like because i'll never forget that one time mom was like like my dad was like i just beat you because i love you like <laughs> <laughs> he was like yo but bro can i tell you what make you think like Okay, this must have been the. Please, message. guys, don't call DSS. I'm 22. Um. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, my life is over. You're too late. You're it's too, too late. late. <laughs> <laughs> so, they did it because they loved us. <laughs> so I was I was teaching a parenting class for a little bit at my last job before this one. Oh, parenting and, class. And one thing I realized is, you think about how people parent. And it's like you parent the way that you were parented, yeah. unless your other, unless you've been given otherwise, or like someone has like given you other information mm-hmm. in between. Your first instinct is gonna be to parent your kids the That's way true. that you were brought up. Because other than this child coming to this world, what other education do you have in terms of? you know, being a parent. But I feel like there's a contrast to that where if you've been parented a certain way and that's the only way you know and you had a negative experience with it, when you get older, you, like, try to cut that off so bad that you become the opposite of whatever, mm-hmm. however you were raised. Yeah, and and that's how you that just, happen with some And that's friends. how you decide mm-hmm. to raise your kids. Like, yeah. in the opposite. Like, my kids will never know a sad day so you don't <laughs> discipline them. My kids will never know what it feels like to stay in the house so you let them do whatever they want. They go out all the time. You know, there's always, I feel like there's always an extreme to those who've had, like, negative yeah. well, the situations. Same the same way there's always an extreme, there's always middle ground as well, too. There is, what and we all know that's that's on a case by case basis. Like I know for me there are times where I see myself reacting in certain ways and I'm like, Oh 
That's your mama? This is, yeah, this this is Mama Herm right here. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, so next time we catch this, we're going to, like, work on that. We're going to backtrack, yeah, you know? Sometimes I'm like Gary Jr. I'm like, Dang. Yeah, and, like, even being able to acknowledge and recognize those things, that takes time. And a lot of times you either don't have the access or the, not the intuition, but, like, um, the self-awareness mm -hmm. to be able to understand, like, oh, this is not me. This is my mom. Right. right. And do I want this part of yeah. my mom and how my mom parented me? Because, yeah. like, my mom did the best that she could with the resources that she had as a single mother, as an immigrant, as mm -hmm. someone who's first generation. And I see that. And that's that's my ride or die. But, like, I also realize, like, you could have done a little better, but because you didn't have the resources you needed to do better, you did what you could with what you had. Mm -hmm. And, like, I recognize in myself, like, I now have the privilege to do better because I have access to better, mm -hmm. to do better. Because and your mom. Yeah, yeah, and to know better, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think for us as millennials, as first-gen kids, we were, we were able to do the same thing. So yeah. whether we decide to actually do better or just leave it as an excuse, like, well, this is how I was raised, so mm -hmm. I'm going to raise my kids the same way mm -hmm. and not do anything better, you can't expect better to happen. Honestly, God bless our parents. Yeah. God bless No, them. facts. There are some tips and tricks I would give my parents. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Honestly, they did the very, like, honestly, I'm shocked at how well they did considering the fact. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm right. shocked. Like, yeah. I'd be like to my sisters, like, y'all, we should have been so much worse than this. Right. It's God. Like, like, it's you the do grace. And that's, you know, and that's what I also say. Like, yeah. it's also the grace of God. Yeah. Like, I sometimes I mean, try to think if is, we weren't Christian, like, I really feel like me and my sisters could take things a different way. Oh, my God. But there was times where, like, the reason I was able to intervene on both parties, like, like between my sister's generation and my parents is because I was, like, Holy Spirit wisdom. Mm -hmm. But then, there, but I also think if I never had that, like, the grace to understand both sides. Yep. And even, <laughs> like, even that. Yeah. And I think of that <laughs> as well. And I'm like, yo, like, being first generation is a privilege because you get to see, like, your parents' point of view and, like, what's considered, like, the American point of view, if we want to call it that, you know? And, like, being able to navigate both those is, I think of it as a privilege. It is. Because, like, we could be ignorant as hell and be like, oh, and just chalk it up to, like, you know, immigrants. That's what That's what they do. And right. we just and we just go about living this American lifestyle, but it's like in having that privilege of both worlds, we're able to recognize why our parents do certain things, and what made them do certain things, and how again because we have access, we have that privilege of being born in America or knowing some of the things that we get from being American, and we're able to do better than mm -hmm. our parents. And yeah. if we're if we don't. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of our fault if we don't do better than our parents because right. our parents want us to do better than them anyways. And we should want our kids to do better than us. Right. Yeah. The unlearning is It like, should get tough. so good. Oh, listen. Because yeah. like, I, I, I used to do this thing. Well, I still kind of do it a little bit. But mm -hmm. like, well, like what I what I used to see was blow up, mm -hmm. you know, be angry, be mad, like force yep. it. No patience, yep. you know spaz like you offend me i'm going to make you cry like yeah. that used to be my thing yeah oh you just Violent. hurt my feelings now i'm about to destroy your life mm -hmm. but like now i just 
taking i'm not gonna lie it's hard to be like that bigger person like that's taking a step back is very hard for me i have to pick up my foot and bring it back yeah (laughs) to not spaz to not yell like there's times like where my siblings would do something and i take that deep breath to yell and then i exhale and then we we talk Mm -hmm. you know but it's hard because like that's what i did for like the first 20 years of my life and then i was always hearing the oh you're a brat you're mean you're this but it's like bro that's all i know all i know is spaz you know i'm mad you're literally like i'm about to ruin everyone's mood like that's all i know you're reparenting yourself but now i'm like that you can't yeah that's what we have to do that a lot for everything bro and that's why i appreciate the mental health Movement. I was about to say crazy again. <laughs> <laughs> the mental health movement. I appreciate it a thousand percent. It makes you. It makes you recognize, take accountability, and then reroute. Yeah. Because it's like, what I've noticed throughout the years is like, wow. In a, a lot of instances, I was the bad guy. Like, wow, I wasn't right. Wow, I that was mean. And even being able to admit that. And then admitting it. It's so powerful. Changing it and rerouting. And then when that situation presents itself, you're not going to get the same Nike because I genuinely learned from that. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I think it's it's great. It's great. There is a step I think some of us, like including myself, missed. Like back to what you said when Mm -hmm. you're like, acknowledging them rerouting there's a step a lot of us missed and we're still missing mm-hmm. a lot of us acknowledge we're the bad guy we had like this crazy whoa moment but like how many of us like went back and was like i was the bad guy or did we just get nice like i there's so many instances where i just got nice you know because i'm like dang nope. i was the bad guy but like now you i'm realizing go back and talk apologize to, to people to, like yeah in the instances where we were the bad guys mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. over the summer it started hitting oh, me like powerful. that bro just because like i'm changed now like you're not gonna believe me it's like go fix my wrongs right like, i can't just live change because the you people know? you hurt they're still they see, right. still know that version of you exactly and then you can't pull up and be like hey sis and be like, right Whoa, next thing i know like, there's a tell-all book about what bettina vildor did to me i really bro and that i think that's what happens to a lot of people while mm. they may have changed there's people that don't know this changed version of them mm, like yeah. they know the villain you and a lot of us gotta have and this is where the real like fruits come in like are we able to be like, hey, I was wrong in this instance. Yeah, and I'm sorry. For and it. I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. Because a lot of us, I've, I'm guilty. We we think just tweeting, I'm not the same person you last week did it the job. Just that person didn't see the tweet. They blocked you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So you got to call them. Facts. And, like, I did have a period of time where, like, I, I was doing those calls. And they were hard. They yeah. were awkward. And I was like, oh, yuck. But I did feel better. Of course, I was like, okay. it feels yucky in the moment, but like, yeah, like again, I'm like they probably all forgot, you know. And the whole time they did not forget. Wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're <a> chuckle. <laughs> Yo, but like even you saying that, it, I think again, a lot of times we forget to show others the same grace that we would want given to us yeah. and things like that. And like, I feel like for you, where you're an empath, like. I can imagine making that call and feeling that yucky feeling, but then hearing that person say, like, oh, yeah, like, I do remember this, and it does still hurt. Like, that must feel even like, worse. Oh, it, it's, it's worse, bro. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, oh, like, shoot. Like, it was, like there's times yeah, where I, like, I hung up and I was like, dang, I ain't ish. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's hard. It's hard. But 
we're humans. We yeah. we do crappy things to one another. Have grace for so yourself many too. Times. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, yeah. Forgiving so yourself is really it. the first step. Mm-hmm. That's the first. Step. You're so yeah, tough. Is. You beat your own self up. Like what? <laughs> no. Life is already <laughs> punching us in the gut. Yeah. yeah. You myself thing. I'm like right. Be like you know. Let, let me add a little extra. <laughs> you go in the mirror. And you smack yourself <laughs> in the face just to add this. Add that little edge. Then you go to bed sore. You <laughs> wake up like, sore. And you do it all over again. <laughs> Jesus. But sometimes for us, it's it's easier to do that than deal than to deal with or to it. like work through things with others because it's like hey, to make um, those gee, can we calls. hit another a last topic real quick? Mm-hmm. Um, the topic of like, like you know, like you know that thing or things that your parents may have said to you, mm-hmm. and then you like say it back to you, mm-hmm. like just holding on to those words. Yeah. Like I'm the I'm the type of person I do not want anybody to feel sorry for me at all. But like mm-hmm. when I lose things, right? Okay, maybe I do lose things a lot. I I hear that you are so incompetent, so strong in my head that mm-hmm. I say it. Like I'm, I'm like when I lose something, I have a meltdown. Like, yeah. <sighs> and then I, like, oh my god, you couldn't even hold on to that. You couldn't even like. Then I like anything my parents would have said. I already said it because I already know they're gonna say it. So it's like now when I get something like facts, you're right. Yeah, facts, you're but right. I think that comes with like reparenting yourself, you know, yeah. and no, and it's essentially like you you see that tape right, and that's the message that's always been playing. But you have to be able to catch yourself in the moment and, like, rewind. stop it, rewind, and re-record a new message. Mm. Like, okay, yes, I know I'm used to losing things, but I've found some of the things that I've lost. Mm. Or I've <laughs> either lost it and it is what it is. I know this is me and it happens. Mm. But is it something that I can, that I can replace? Yes. Or is like, it easy to replace yeah. now? Maybe not. But either way, it's replaceable. You That's know, good. and we have to catch ourselves within those messages. Yeah. Cause I find myself doing that all the time, especially like as you get older, like obviously, and like just like working more in your career, to working towards that. And like, like when you're down and out, you're going through, and you're like, damn. I know that, like for me, I'm like, damn, maybe I should have gone to nursing school. I say that every day. Sis. And then I have to go back and I'm like, no, no, no. You know what? You have to remind yourself you wouldn't have been happy. You know, that would not have brought you joy. You and would have been fun. Yeah, you know, I would have got hours. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I have to I have to catch myself and be like, that's what your mom wanted for you, mm-hmm. but that's not what you wanted for yourself. Right. So you need to not beat yourself up for deciding to go down a path that you know you like. And you affirming you yourself wanted. is very important. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I had a, a fr- affirmation session in the bathroom and in, in the shower. Saying the bathroom because there's a lot of things that are going on. <laughs> in the shower, and I just felt like I was like, "Oh my gosh, I should do this every day," even though I don't. But I was like, "Wow, this was really good." After talking so much trash about myself, I affirmed myself, and I'm just like, "Wow." It's kind of like you just remind yourself of the truth and speaking the words that God already spoke over you back to yourself. Like, I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I'm more right. than a conqueror. You know what I mean? Like, I like I am a royal priesthood. Or like A chosen generation. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I the camera was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like speaking those things I'm to you because if God. About is, where's my camera? <laughs> where's <laughs> my camera? <laughs> Which was my camera? You know what I mean? Like just speaking those things because it's like those, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the truth it about is. who you are. Yeah. Because the creator, the person that, that created you is the one that says these things about you. He knows more about you than you do about yourself. So yeah. everything else that you're saying that is 
opposite of that is a lie. Yeah. And why are you lying to yourself? Because we be like Why are you a liar? Who likes liars? It's easier for us to lie to ourselves sometimes. Never mind other people. Well, stop lying and affirm yourself. (laughs) Gas yourself up. Gas yourself up with the word. We can totally do that, too. It's just, again, it's about changing that tape, you know, and just showing ourselves grace. So, Ermeline, thank you so much for coming on. I do want to get. It's a hard age. Hermeline. Yes. Okay. So Unless Hermeline. you're my mom and you're like Emeline. Emeline. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Can I say that? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. Okay, go for it. Hermeline. <laughs> can you please um, just give us some food for thought or just anything you want us to remember right. and leave out? With, I mean, just leave with this from this yeah. conversation. I feel like you said so many good oh, important things God. that i just like won't forget and let the people know how to get like in, in uh, touch with you yeah. yeah and how to get like navigate um like choosing a therapist and yeah. all that jazz okay. I, I am people yeah you are people yeah got people. you okay so food for thought um well as as it's a new year and stuff you know mm-hmm. um showing yourself grace remembering that but also um really reflecting on why and how we do certain things Mm -hmm. and being able to sit with yourself and really try to you know dig deep again we know like doing that work is hard but it's also so gratifying when you're able to do it and realize like huh okay why do i get this upset when someone last minute cancels plans what Mm. is it about that it's because i feel let down i feel like someone didn't think that my time was important enough that they felt like they could just let me know on the fly that they can't make the plans that we made three weeks ago nike Mm. is not for the week nike is not for the week (laughs) (laughs) if you felt what hermeline said nike is not for you (laughs) you know because like you think about things like that because it is important your time is important and if you feel like someone is not respecting your time by doing something like that you need to either talk to them or again dig deep like okay why is this affecting me so much Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of times things don't affect us just for the sake of doing so Mm -hmm. you know so i guess yeah that's my food for that don't be afraid to do a little digging into yourself Wow, that sounds so inappropriate. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> we're on uncut, and this is the tent that you say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please cut it out. Please. No, okay, right there. No, don't want to at me. Please don't at me. See, this is why sometimes I need a filter. But again, not being afraid to do that work and read Brene Brown's book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Yes. Like, we can do a book club. Holla at me. Mm-hmm. Um, where can you find me? So right now, my Instagram is deactivated. My personal Instagram, mm. um, just because these the holidays were overwhelming, and in recognizing that I need a break, mm-hmm. I'm taking a break, Good. and it's been lit. So I'll be back on when you're back. Yeah. Exactly, when I'm back, which will probably be, like, next week because I have to start recording for my own podcast. And, right. You know, you got to promote your own things. So. Right. But the podcast's Instagram is active. So yes. if anyone actually wants to follow that, um, it's this too much pod. So this is spelled D as in dog, I-S, 
two is spelled <laughs> t-e-w and then much pod so you can find me on there i'm on all the you know like what, what's that thing uh, why can't i talk now Facebook? No, not oh, Twitter. Twitter. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. We're still not on Facebook. We're still not on Facebook. But um, that's another. Crime. Yeah, you can like stream the podcast on like all those platforms: Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Goodbye Style. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's about it. And how do we get a therapist if we need one? Oh, okay. So how to get a therapist if you need one? Are you booking? Are you taking clients? I'm not. Okay. Cause so here's the thing. I I struggle with that just because I'm not licensed yet. So um I would like need to be like have malpractice insurance. Like I'm I'm not about to see anyone without having insurance because mm-hmm. sometimes life gets crazy and that can impact you. So as a provider, you want to be covered. The same way doctors are covered as well. Well, I won't sue you. You could see me under the table. Oh, okay. Maybe need to go on to Bali. Okay, but thank you. Also, <laughs> ethics wise, I probably wouldn't see you, Tina, just because I know you. Nobody effing know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you are looking for a therapist, um, I always suggest one checking your insurance, and whew, I might have to talk about that like even on my own podcast because there's a lot that people don't understand that about their insurance benefits and what is covered because a lot of times people will have like this raging deductible that they have to meet before they actually can pay their copay for services so depending on what kind of therapist you see or like where they're located it's complicated in america (laughs) and it is which is sad because like you think about access to care if you don't know what your insurance covers you don't you don't know where to even begin in terms of getting a service how do you find out? You got to call your insurance company. Yep, you can call your insurance company, see what um, they cover for visits. Like for some people, if you don't have a deductible, you're just paying a copay like you would for a regular like PCP office visit. Um, if you do have a deductible, you would be paying out of pocket for a little bit till you meet the deductible. And depending on what that is, and this is why I say like access is important because like if you call your insurance and then you find out you're deductible is eight grand until that eight grand is met you're not paying a copay you're paying those visits out of pocket if someone doesn't have the money to pay that out of pocket and the only reason they have the health insurance with the eight grand deductible is because it was more affordable per pay period or per whatever they're able to pay out of their own pockets how do you know it's a bit much yeah it really is and it's it's so sad (laughs) but also don't do that oh please God. don't put please that on the move on, <laughs> move on move on move on they didn't hear what i said <laughs> okay okay cool 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 so um yeah after the insurance piece um your insurance can give you a list of providers or you can go on a website called psychology today and look up providers there's also another website for black women specifically called therapy for black girls mm. and depending on like what state you live um they essentially have a database oh of gosh, therapists so who are cool. black women you know which is awesome wow i love that yeah what's so, it called um therapy, therapy for, for black, black girls 
girls. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, oh, um, so cool. the person who has the database, Dr. Joy, she has a podcast as well called Therapy for Black Girls, and she's dope. She's based out of Atlanta. So it's a really it's a really cool thing. But I think the thing that sometimes sucks is like unless a provider is like telling them like, hey, put me on your site, you won't know. But um, Psychology Today is a good website as well. And there have been times where I've literally Googled like black therapists and like clicked on the Psychology Today link from there. And it just gives me all the providers. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, you might see a sprinkle of white people and you're like "Mm, confusing but (laughs) it just means they just work well with people of color and are able to like relate to them okay on that level because there are some people it may be easy to see a black woman but for another if you're a black woman who has problems with a black woman for various reasons it may be hard for you to talk to someone who has similar experiences or remind you of someone else, which is why you're in therapy. So thinking about things like that. But psychology today is definitely a good start as well. And you're able to filter by like area, health insurance, um, topics that they cover, and then seeing if um, they're accepting new patients. Mm-hmm. Well, quick question: like yeah. on one of those sites, it, can you even get even more specific with the type of therapist you're looking for? You probably could, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, I think on Psychology Today, it gives you the option, like, of someone who's faith-based, mm-hmm. I believe. So that's really awesome, too. And, damn, now I feel like I got to, like, go, de- like, activate my Instagram. Because, like, I did end up doing, like, highlights mm-hmm. of, like, essentially, like, how I found a, a person and kind of, like, how to find a therapist 101 on it. So... When my Instagram is active again, you can find it on the highlights page over there. So okay. I'll slide that your way. But yeah. And one more thing, guys. The healing process looks different for everyone. Yeah. And it will be messy. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not It's not easy. Um, but, you know, if you you will be healed if you mm-hmm. want to be. Yeah. You just got to push through. Easier said than done. Definitely so. And, and I think it's being reminded that it's not linear like old habits die hard so when you're able to do the work and to like continue pushing through but also being accepting of yourself when you decide to do that old thing that you used to do that's that's when I feel like you're really doing the work because even if you do that old thing and you're able to recognize oh, crap, I did this old thing that mm-hmm. I didn't like doing. Right. And to do better from there, that you're 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 doing the work. You're doing Never the work. Never give up on yourself. Yeah, I agree with that. Never stop fighting for you. That may sound corny, but this is true. No, it's so yeah. true. Hey. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right, well... Thank you guys for listening. I mean, if you've listened to this whole thing, that was either a long ride or you really ride for this podcast and you really want to hear what Hermeline had to say. (laughs) And I'm sure you got a lot of gems out of it because, I mean, like, sis was spitting facts. Like, like, I'm not shook. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm I'm shook. Well, I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you. No problem. Don't forget you guys to hit her up on yeah. this too much pod and on Instagram. Uh, 
on Instagram yes, and listen Instagram. to her podcast because it's lit. She mm. really does some fun things. She has great content that is really interesting to hear. Okay. So thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Lickolikazette. Like I underscore what is happening to my speech. I'm done. Yeah, we're done for the day. We're done for the day. I mean, this is a late session. Like our, Mm -hmm. like we're just clocking out. And on Twitter, I don't know where Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at the Colleagues. Yeah. I mean, they'll type in those first two words and they'll find it. Right. It is what it is. And email us. The pod's always open, but nobody comes. And that's fine. But come through. I mean, it's not a sad thing. I think people are just like, think it's a bigger deal than it is. It really isn't. It's really, just come check. I'm definitely going to have you guys on my podcast. Yes, definitely. Like, it's just fun. It's just you sit there, you chat about anything. Yep. So hit us up on um, G on our email at pod at gmail.com for anything for bookings you know we're opening yes. we're open you gotta be booked and busy in 2020 to, to book us for any speaking engagements or live pods you know or anything else you need to email us about yep thank you yes <laughs> this was the call like Liz Lacay bye bye <laughs>